So I'm Brad, one of the pastors here. Uh, it's great to be with you today. Uh, we're, we're doing this little series, it's, it's called Life Animated. And, and you may say, well, what, what, why are you doing that? And, and the first thing I thought about I, when, I, when I thought about this is you guys worked so hard. I mentioned that last week. You've been through the book of Daniel this summer. Give yourselves a big hand. You've been through the book of Daniel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we thought we'd do something a little lighter, uh, but there's more to it than that. Um, because you see, we're a people of stories, and we tell these stories, and they contain the, the, the deepest longings of our heart in trying to figure stuff out. That, that these are told over and over again. They have, they're clothed in different ways. Um, and so they reveal something about the human condition, about us. And, and, and finally, they all point to the greatest story ever told, the, the story of, of Jesus um, last week we began with, with Beauty and the Beast, and, and that's kind of this big panorama thing, right? Uh, that we're, all humanity's under a curse. Duh! Everybody knows that things aren't right. And, and you see that. It, it didn't, just didn't affect the prince. It affected this whole world. And, and we find out they're, they're not perfect in the, in the village either. And so you have the curse over everything, and it's only solved by love. Who's that remind you of? And we tell these stories. It's like, they're deep inside of the human condition. And I think it's the handprint of God, see? And it all points us to Jesus. Today is a little different. It's not a big panorama story. It really just has a couple of points, one or two points in our lives, things we, we struggle with. It's kind of like Jesus, when he told these stories called parables, he had one or two points he was making. Like this one time, it says in the Bible, it says, um, okay, Jesus... He, he wanted them to keep praying and, 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 and not become discouraged, so he told this story. It, that, that's what this is. It's, it's kind of like another time, the, the, the prodigal son. Why, why did he tell that story? Because it was to a particular situation. You had the scribes and Pharisees, and you had the quote-unquote sinners. That, that's kind of where I'm at. But anyway, you had, you had this sinner over here, and, and they, they, they were just not getting along. It, it was like they were looked down at each other, and they so he told the story. And there's another story he told about the fact that when he goes, in, that when he ascends into heaven, uh, watch and be careful because you don't know when I'm coming back. I think if he would have told that story today, he would have said, yeah, you're like the second string quarterback. You always got to be ready. Yeah. It's, that's the type of story this movie is. It, it focuses on one particular thing. Whenever I um, talk to somebody about the movie, uh, I, I, I get two responses. The first one is, oh, it's a wonderful movie. It's mad. It's great. But it's so sad. You know, I, I cry all the time with it. Isn't that right? That, that, that's what's, and then we, why would I get that from every person? Because it, it connects with something deep inside of us. And, and Carl and Ellie, they, it, it takes their whole life in, in just the first few minutes, right? They, 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 they meet as children. And they say they have the same dreams because they have the same heroes. Watch.
So they have this, this, uh, this explorer, this adventurer they look up to, Charles Munch, right? And, and his airship is called the Spirit of Adventure. And, and, and they meet dreaming that they're going to go to this place and, and, and they're going to do this. And, and you heard it, promise me you'll take us there. Oh, I promise you. And, and, and we see all these things happening. But what grabs our heart is not just the stuff they want to do, but they're already connected. It's about relationship. Watch.
So what you just watched, this is kind of a spoiler alert, but, but I, I think it's kind of important to, write, to think about it from the very beginning. What you just watched, was it about everything they did together? And of course the dream they didn't do, accomplish. Or was it about the relationship they had? Was it about what they did? Or about who they did it with? The movie will get back to this, but just think about that. So I, got, I have some questions. Do you have a dream or dreams? Here's another one. Have your dreams always worked out? G- Julia mentioned that I, I wanted to, to, to be a football player when I was young. I, I, used, I would go with the church uh, and decorate the floats for the Rose Parade. I did that like four years in a row. And they always had the Rose Bowl open. And so you could walk in and see the field. That was my dream to play in the Rose Bowl. And the tragedy is I actually did it when I was in high school against Pasadena High School. <laughs> see, sometimes our dreams, they turn into to tragedies or even comedies, right? <laughs> Do you have a dream of dreams and, and have they always worked out? What happens when your heart is broken and your dreams are shattered to pieces? Uh, you know, the, the, um, Ellie dies, but there's lots of ways that relationships can explode, right? You had that happen in your life? And, and perhaps even have, has it left with a bad conscience? Because I think Carl had a bad conscience here. Oh, man, I should have got her to, to, to Paradise Falls. It's too late now. Oh, my gosh. When things don't go your way, what do you do? How do you react? And, and how's that working for you? Carl, he gets frustrated and angry, and I'm sure he has a tremendous amount of guilt and, and thinks that somehow he's got to make up for it, right? The focus of this movie is how he does that. But before we jump into that, I, I want to take a step back. I want to talk about this the elephant in the room. Now, I, I, I hated to do this, but, but I think it's so necessary. I'm stepping away from the movie for a second. Because you see, the movie doesn't answer the question of the elephant in the room. You know what the elephant is, don't, don't you? You've just come face to face with it. Ellie died. What are you going to do about that? How are you going to fix that? She's dead. It's shocking. It brings tears to our eyes. This movie is not about how he's supposed to handle death. This movie is about, humanly speaking, how we can take a next step. But the amazing thing is, this elephant in the room that, that isn't meant to be answered is answered by our God. And it's answered in a way that I think we forget. It's not, it's not like knowing the answer to a test. I think folks have walked with Jesus a long time. Sometimes somebody dies and say, well, yeah, you know, Jesus died. He rose from the dead. Everything's cool. Everything's not cool. I'm still empty and I'm still broken. Where's the answer to all that? In John 11, I, I just love that text. It, 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 uh, Lazarus has died. Lazarus is a good friend of Jesus. He knows the fam. He, he's close to the sisters. He, he gets word that, that Lazarus has died. And right from the beginning... 
It says there that he knows he's going to raise him from the dead. And yet when he finally gets there and he talks to the sisters and he says, I am the resurrection of life. He that believes in me, even though he dies, will live. And the, and the sister says, yeah, I know that, man. I, I know the answer to the question. But you know what? That doesn't help me right now. Then it says this. When Jesus saw her weeping and the Jews who had come along with her also weeping, he was deeply moved in spirit and troubled and Jesus wept. You're not alone in your tears. The God of all creation, the God who is love, puts his arm around you and he walks with you. In that reality, we can overcome death. Oh, the, the, the objective truth is always there. Lazarus, come out. He raises him from the dead. The objective truth is there. But then he says to, to the, the people, take off the grave clothes and let him go. That's always been an amazing, amazing thing for me because you know what? He was telling that to everybody, I think. Where are we holding on to the grave clothes? Instead of letting it go, knowing that we live in Jesus Christ, that he's with us. This is the elephant in the room. The film's not going to answer this. But thanks be to God, he answers it in Jesus Christ. Corinthians, it says this. Death has been swallowed up in victory. Where, O oh, death, is your victory? Where, O oh, grave, is your sting? The sting of death is sin, and the power of sin is the law. But thanks be to God, he gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. It's this thing called grace. I, I was um, responding to a letter I got uh, just this last week, uh, uh, an email letter. And, and, um, and, and I mentioned in there, I said, I have to live my life in grace because there's nowhere else for me to go. And yet the grace of God in Jesus Christ, not even death, can beat it. That's what this is talking about. He gives us the victory. Not just by and by, but right now. Amazing thing, the very next word in, in, this, uh, in this reading is therefore. <laughs> therefore let us, right? Therefore, always give yourselves fully to the work of the Lord because you know that your labor in the Lord is not ever in vain. Therefore, always live in Jesus Christ because it's never in vain. It's like a resurrection every day. The elephant in the room, we're going we're gonna to slide back into the movie. But this is the elephant in the room, and you've got to know right from the beginning. The answer is not found in any, in any human mind. Any, any solution we can come up with is found in Jesus Christ outside of us, and it's certain and sure, and it's about grace. So, let, let, me, let me set this up real quick if I can. Um, this is how Carl responds in anger, in belittling, and shutting the world out. Go.
So Carl is angry. He's mean. Therese Russell, like a laughing stock, lashes out in anger, bloodies up a guy, shuts the world out. You ever been there? Especially when your dreams go south. He really is in need of a new beginning, isn't he? And yet he's not going to get one. The courts tell him he's got to move into a nursing home. And they're coming to pick him up. I mean, that's what happens, right? There's no new beginnings. You fouled up. You're done. You're busted. But then something happens. Watch. So he escapes. He gets his new beginning, right? Have you ever done that? I'm out of here, guys. To heck with you. See you later, boys. You ever wanted to do that? I'm running away, man. To heck with you all. I'm out of here. That's what he's doing, right? He's actually doing what we all want to do sometimes. I'm done, pals. I'm out of here. Except he doesn't really have a new beginning that he's looking for. He's taken all of his baggage with him. All of the stuff that gives him a bad conscience and that makes him angry and that prevents him from having relationship with anyone. All of the stuff that forces him to shut everybody out. He's taking, he's taking the whole freaking house with him. Right? And even when he, he's in sight of a brand new beginning, being where he wants to be, he can't let go of that stinking baggage. Watch.
And so for a large part of this movie, he, he's trying to pull the house over to the... He could, he could have just let it go and, and got to the place where he was dreaming to be. But he couldn't let go of all the baggage. And for a great part of the movie, he and Russell, they're trying to pull the stinking house. Crazy. If he just let go of it, huh? But he can't. His bad conscience doesn't let him. His feeling that he has to accomplish something, he's got to work for it. He's got to get it right. Other than just to receive this beautiful reality. Are you ever there? You ever hold on to stuff? There's this wonderful verse that goes like this. If the sun sets you free, you'll be free indeed. If the sun sets you free, what does that freedom look like? The past is washed clean in the blood of Christ. There is no place for a bad conscience. He didn't get her to Paradise Falls. He made that promise when he was a child. Come on, man, what's the matter with you? You had your whole life to do it. Life's about keeping those promises, right? Measuring up, doing what's right. What's the matter with you? It's washed clean in the blood of Christ. In Christ we have all things. I've got to hang on to a stinking house. Or all those memories. I don't have to do that. I have to do that. I'm free. Free to live in relationship with God and through Him with one another in that kind of peace that's called shalom. He hadn't found that out yet. It was still about stuff and measuring up, not about grace. You see, our God is a God of new beginnings because because he's a God that gives us this gift. Go ahead, put that up for me. It says in Lamentations, his mercies are brand new every morning, this God of new beginnings, this God of the resurrection, huh? And we see that, you know, I I put this together like 15 seconds when I was putting this next slide. Put put the first one up. I mean, you you could just have a, if you had all the Bible lined up and was throwing darts at it, you couldn't miss this story. You really couldn't. So, So Moses, he's 80 years old. He had to run away from Egypt. Why? Because he killed somebody. He's a murderer. Yeah. God comes and gets him and restores him and gives him a brand new beginning. Here's another one. Yeah, David. I don't know if you know the story about David. When, when he, he was a, the, the, the prophet came and he told Jesse, hey, I'm going to anoint one of your sons to be the king. And Jesse, he, he brings all of his sons to him and he says, don't, don't you have any others? Well, I got that run kid out there. That was David. God doesn't forget us. And then when David became an adulterer and a murderer, yeah, I'm, you read that right. God forgave him and and restored him. I think this is so very important. God just doesn't forgive us. He restores us. In the New Testament, this woman had, it says, she, she, was, she has an issue of blood. She was bleeding for years, which made her unclean, not part of the promised people. And when, and when she was restored, when she was uh, healed, 
She wanted to keep it a secret, but Jesus said it ain't going to happen. Why? Because he wanted to restore her. You are not just forgiven. You are restored to be all that you were meant to be in him. And he does it every single day. And it's not something you have to jump through a hoop for. It's something he gives you as a gift by grace. This is our God, see? If the Son sets you free, you're free indeed. Put the next one up. The people who Jesus healed, another one. The disciples, I love this. Matthew's sitting in the tax collector's booth. He like, he, he's the lowest of the low, and Jesus said, come follow me. Brand new life, like a resurrection. That's what he gives us. How about you? We want to hold on. Let it go, man. Receive the grace that God would give you. So Carl, he's, he's yanking his baggage along the way, and, and finally it comes to a zenith, a point where, um, where he can either choose to be a hero and, and to come alongside Russell or choose to, to go put out the fire and, and, and grab his house and all that stuff, and he turns his back away from relationship, and so he's absolutely lost. He's all alone in this dead house. And then something happens. Watch.
So what did Carl just discover? And for Ellie, the adventure wasn't what they did, but who she did it with. That life wasn't about the adventures. Life was about the relationship. And with that gift, that grace, that insight that he was given, he was free to to let go of the baggage. He picks up uh, Russell's merit badge, uh, holder, I don't know what the thing's called, right? And, and, And he says, I'm picking up this relationship. And all of a sudden, he's, he can be all he was meant to be. He becomes a hero. He rescues them. They do great stuff, right? In the Gospels, Jesus says this. Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal, but store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where moth and rust do not destroy and where thieves do not break in and steal. You know, so many times uh, this is used to, to talk about the offerings that we bring to the Lord, right? And, and I'm not saying that's, that's a, a, a wrong way to use these verses, but, but I think we miss something here. Jesus came in John 10, he said, come they might have life and have it to the full. I, I think this, these verses are, are a gift of grace to us. Because they're saying to us, let go of the stinking baggage. Let go of it. It's, it, it you've got in your hands stuff that's going to pass away anyway. Let go of it. Don't live for that stuff. Let go of, of, of the bad conscience. Let go of the would-haves, should-haves, could-haves. Let go of those things. And live your life in me. Walk with me in relationship and through me with others. This is what the kingdom is all about. And using everything we have in these relationships. Because find the stuff. <laughs> it's dead. When it's about people and not baggage or stuff, amazing things happen. Watch. Did you catch that? I'm here for him. I'm here for him. I'm here for him. Amazing things happen. Last night we had this great shindig for Feed My Starving Children. A lot of our own people were there and it was great. Uh, and and we, we had people from all over the community and, and, and it was a, it's a wonderful time. We raised lots of money for, to feed children all over the world. Great stuff. But I, as I was talking with one of our retired pastors, he was telling me about uh, the story his son told him. Who, his son's in another congregation. And he said there, there was this gal that um, she came to that time in life where she needed to be in a, in a nursing home facility. Uh, and, and so she went into the facility and, um, and something, something got fouled up and, and uh, they, they hadn't seen her about six months and they got a phone call from her uh, and, and she said would someone come and give me communion and they said oh, oh yeah we're sorry we're she says they said okay we'll be over she says no 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 you'll have to bring communion for 50 
In six months, she had so created relationship and shared her faith with those who were there that they were all gathered to watch uh, the, the, the service, which, was, which they, they, they beamed into the place, right? In six months, she had, taught, she had connected with 50 people. Amazing thing happens when you let go of the baggage and make it about people. It's a miracle. I think that's the message of this film. But more importantly, it's the message of God to us. Paul said, I want to know Christ and the power of his resurrection. One thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining toward his ahead, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. I was driving to church this morning and um, they, they had, the, it was uh, Caleb, I think, and it had an uh, interview with this, with this one artist, a singer, and, and she shared how, how she, she, um, she wants to walk close with Jesus because when she drifts, it, it affects her witness with the gifts that God has given her. I want to know Christ. And the power of his resurrection, dying Dying to the gunk of yesterday and leaving brand new today in what Jesus Christ gives me. I turn my back on that because Christ has washed it clean and I live brand new in him as I give his love to those around me in relationship. So this week, where are your dreams come crashing down? Where are you still carrying around the baggage? Where do you live in anger or guilt or frustration toward others? Receive the new beginning resurrection power of Jesus brand new into your life. Where do you see your life is over with no hope for new adventure? Receive anew by faith the new beginning resurrection power of Jesus into your life. Where are there brand new opportunities for you to act in loving relationship toward others? Receive anew by faith the new beginning resurrection power of Jesus for he overcomes death and brings new life, new beginnings. Take the grave clothes off. Let them go. Because his mercies are brand new every morning. Would you pray with me? Dear Jesus, we praise your name. You are the answer uh, to um, the elephant in the room. You're the answer to our longing for a new beginning. We pray, Lord, that every day in your grace we can receive that and live in it as we live in a relationship with you and with you toward others. Pray in your name and all God's people say, amen.